imagine you're chasing something your entire life that you think is outside of yourself and you wake up one day and realize you simply had it within. It wasn't in money, marriage, accomplishments, or having babies. The fulfillment is reserved for those that are dangerous enough to find home within themselves. That is my goal here for you. I want you to redefine what rich looks like for you. I'm Jessica Hurley. Welcome to Rich in Real Life. Guys, welcome back to Rich in Real Life. Another season, another lineup of incredible guests, and I am honored and a little bit crazy about this one that I am about to introduce you to. If you're not already familiar with her, this incredible woman sitting next to me is not only a holistic medical doctor, she is a profound energy healer. That's what I'm saying. She can say whatever she wants, <laughs> but I've had the unique opportunity and time to spend time working with her for years now and not even scratching the surface on some of the things that I know she's capable of doing. But the way this woman has helped me connect with myself, purge many things within me, understand where I'm going and what I feel. And just, we've talked about this on other episodes, but really learn how to channel within and kind of channel that energy that I have. And just like, so much of my healing and self-love journey, we talk about healing all the time, like it's this effortless thing, but you need a toolbox. You need people. You need people that have done this work, powerful people, and this woman is one of them. And so I am so excited to introduce to you guys to the show, get ready for probably one of the deepest conversations we will have on this show. I'm introducing you to Dr. Nairi Abdul. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm Dr. Nairi, and as Jess said, I am a holistic medical doctor. Most of who I say I am is an energy medicine woman. And what I mean by that is since the day I have come to know myself, I have this ability to interpret what I call the unseen in-between spaces that enable me to not understand myself better, but those around me. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe it's how I help the people that choose to come and see me. And at first it was really confusing because I thought maybe there was something wrong with me. You know, like <laughs> I hear things that no one else is hearing. I see things that nobody else is seeing. And I feel so much like, is this normal? And I questioned that in my childhood and my teenage years. And then I started to connect with people who really showed me that it was quite normal. And I found that most of my growth stories and gifts um, lay in those places. And so I've learned how to cultivate that according to my will and desire along with my God. And it has been a beautiful experience. So what I'd like to say and share to kind of set the foundation for our conversation today is that the people who come to see me, they're coming for physical things. I'm a medical doctor, right? right? So they come in and they have acute ailments, they have chronic ailments, I have pediatrics, I have the elderly, I have everyone in between. And then what it comes down to is I ultimately look at them and I say, well, you do know this is not physical, right? Right. And then they're like, no, like my toe hurts, I have a stomach bug, I have a headache, I have Lyme's disease, I have mold toxicity. And 
the list goes on and on. And then I have to kind of take a step back with them and really be that mirror for the physical is the last place that things show up. Yes. It is from the unseen that we create the belief systems, the thought patterns, our lineage, all of that. And the physical is the body that gives us the messages. And if we choose to listen, we can make some changes. And if we don't, that's okay too. So I just want to preface by saying that, and we'll get into more of what that means and looks like, um, and what has ultimately brought me to living the life that I live and working with people in the way that I do, because I'm not into putting a natural band-aid on things. I love that I do natural medicine, but I'm also like, I don't want to keep doing that either. Like what's really going on? That's where I'm going. I have so much to say about this and I want to give some found like some just some cool things that I've learned on my journey about how true this is. And I'll start outside of myself. I just wrapped up a, a podcast with a neurosurgeon and it's called Surviving Your Brain with Dr. Philippe Duyon. It's amazing. But he talked about one of the reasons he got out of hospital work or medicine and he's still a doctor, but he doesn't practice in a hospital. He said that so many times he was seeing patients and he specialized in epilepsy. And he was seeing patients that thought they were having epileptic seizures or other things. And he said, and there's literal, you can see on a brain scan, what is going on, like things that are firing off in the brain when someone is actually having an epileptic seizure. And he said, but there were, he has story after story after story of where clients thought they were having these seizures and they were not. Mm -hmm. And in deeper conversations, what almost felt like therapeutic conversations, he would always find that there was something much deeper tied to this. Now there were people that were epileptic, obviously, but he told me a story about a, um, uh, NYPD officer who was having seizures and they could not find on the scan where this existed. And in conversation with him over the course of a year, he found out that he did not like being an officer and Fast forward to him getting out of his profession and finding something else, they ceased. Mm -hmm. He never, he didn't ha have them again. Mm -hmm. He had a woman who every time she saw a flashing light had a seizure, finding out through therapy that she was a victim of sexual assault and the person was taking photos of her and this was causing her to seize every time. And this is not a joking matter, but I just want to apply some of the things that I've heard scientifically behind this of like, and now knowing even my surface level of body awareness of like immediately when I feel something in my body, I'm like, what am I ignoring in my personal life? Like, I'm like, this is a sign. I, I literally said this the other day. I had a headache for two days in a row. And I'm like, where are you misaligned? What are you doing? What, what is off? Where are you, what are you ignoring? And what are you eating? And what, like, it, it's instant. When I have lower back pain a couple of days in a row, I'm like, what, what are you stressing about? What, how do you need, you need to go release this. You need to get into your body. You need to step into your body and whether that's writing dance or connecting, you need to figure out what this is mm -hmm. like in my, in my middle stomach, I'm like anxiety. Like, so it's just immediately knowing that as, as soon as something in my body, I'm like, this is just an invitation to seek myself. And you obviously do this work. So you know so much more about it, but I'm like, there's books, there's, there's so much information on this. And I'm like, I just wish more people understood that this is not always something that is 
needs a vial of pills. Mm -hmm. This is not always something that is a chronic diagnosis. This is not something that necessarily, it could be, but it's not necessarily something that is life altering. Um, There's so much in seeking ourselves in these spaces and in these moments. Mm -hmm. Yes, I totally agree. (laughs) And, you know, perhaps the, maybe the most difficult thing about that is You know, we have been kind of conditioned to always look outside. You know, it's the environment. It's blaming another person in our lives, right? It's always something or someone else that has created my current state of being. Correct. And unfortunately, um, that's not going to work here. Like, (laughs) it's just not going to work because I say this is the earth game. Like, this is the earth earth game. game. And for me... If I'm going to be playing this game, which I have agreed to do because I'm here and you are here and Correct. right, we're all here, then I kind of want to know the rules of this game and you better believe I'm going to hack it and master the hell out of it mm. because we're meant to experience it all. We're not just here because it's about laughing and just having only joyous experiences. We came to experience it all and we made very conscious choices to do that. Mm. So this body is the vessel that gives me the information and where it chooses to land in this body is direct information. So if it's the thyroid, it's a direct message. If it's in the feminine area and it's in the womb, it's a direct message. So the more that someone can get aware of that and understand what's behind it, it will tell you exactly what is happening in the unseen spaces in your belief systems and in your patterning. So for me, when I work with someone, yeah, I'm going there because I am not trying to help them now. And then in five years from now, it just shows up somewhere else because we never dealt with what was truly underneath it. So this earth game is all about polarity. There's Mm -hmm. hot, there's cold, there's love, hate, there's light, there's dark. This doesn't exist everywhere. And it's part of the beauty of this planet. And it is Mm -hmm. also part of what makes it difficult to be here. If we can embrace it differently though, and really understand like the beauty in, for example, the darkness, Mm -hmm. that it doesn't have to be stuck in the suffering. And that perhaps for me at this time right now, where we're talking a lot about the overall expansion of the feminine, like the divine feminine energy and what that means, there is a lot happening in our consciousness, like mass consciousness of this planet where we are going back into that divine feminine understanding and power. And within that is radical responsibility, like we talk about, because the divine feminine, she owns it and she knows how to handle herself because she relinquishes control. Mm. She trusts, she receives, she accepts, she's willing to learn and just be So there is no more time for blaming and putting it outside of ourselves. And it's happening to everyone. This is the part where (laughs) y'all need to tune in because I think I want to go deeper on this. And I love this. I always tell people that you've told me this. So like, this is kind of inevitable. This is where we are going. And I think you probably don't see it because you don't be bothered with the internet, but (laughs) all over the internet are arguments and conversations around people wanting to figure out who is to blame. Is it the man? Is it the way men don't understand women? Is it the way that women are forcing feminism and choosing to not 
that we're choosing to evolve, but it is pushing men out. We have pushed them out to the point where we can pretty much do everything for ourselves. There's men think that we want them to be women because we want them to be emotionally connected and operate in their hearts. And it's like, so you don't want me to be a man. So there's all these conversations and I keep like, I rest often in what you say. Like when I catch people arguing, I'm like, guys, this is inevitable. Mm -hmm. And you just said this. And so I want to highlight this part. You said, we are going back to the divine feminine era. So we've been here before. When were we here and what did that look like? And guys, checklist, <laughs> that means we survived it. So it's not going to kill us all. We're going to be fine. There is a massive evolution upon us. Can you kind of jump into where, where this has existed before? And I'm going to stretch some people with this. And again, I am not stretch here. Stretch me, baby. I am not here to uh, <laughs> stretch convince anyone of anything. It's just, again, it's an invitation to consider a possibility for something way bigger than what we always see. Like, can you trust in something that you feel in your soul without necessarily being able to touch it or have proof of it? Right. So we've cycled this before. <sighs> we have cycled this. This is... The cycle of the earth, this is not a new, it's not a new cycle. We've done it before. And it was meant to go out of balance. It was meant to go out of balance because ultimately on this planet, we are bringing in more light. We're bringing in more light, literally. Like the photon band is on our planet. We're taking in more light. If we're bringing in more light, which relates to uncovering the shadows, the darkness, the things that maybe we have been running from, it's going to kick it up. It's going to bring it up. And that's what's happening. The feminine and the masculine needed to squirrel out, like we say, for a little <laughs> while. It needed yes. to do that. And we We're as women. Yeah. We needed and pointing to fingers like, yeah. and blaming. Yeah. And we needed to feel like, what is it like to be more masculine? Like, we wanted to play with that. And that's okay. Like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do this. And I'm going to create and we stand in that masculine. We're being men. <laughs> and then we realized... I don't Holy like it here. Shit. Like, this is so not what I want to be doing. Like, what was I thinking? thinking? And I love some parts of it, but there's a lot of it I realized was just not working. Wasn't working for me. Wasn't working for my partners, not our children, not our families, not our communities. And unfortunately, like when you said, you know, there's this thing of pointing fingers, which I want to talk about. And everyone wanting to blame, like the reality is. It doesn't mean like we automatically think we're being subservient or like it's that vulnerable ego that I talk about, right? The ego wants to go, well, no, like I'm a woman, I'm powerful. I can do this. This is what I want to do. You can't tell me. Well, again, I will ask you in your own lives, like, how's that working for you? How's your relationships? How's your money? How's your family? You know, how's your joy? Like, Aren't you tired? Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. I am tired. <laughs> I'm tired of being in my doing. Like, <laughs> your girl is tired. Marie, I'm tired. And I'm like, but I see, I hear this renowning conversation amongst all of my hyper independent, I can do it friends. I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. And I'm really, I hear you. And I hear myself say it. And I hear men and women saying it. So when you talked about like these conversations that you have with people and how do we answer that? So I'm going to take it back a bit and stretch into, <laughs> I'm ready. stretch into this. Can you own, can I own 
that every single thing that I am creating, that I am manifesting, every single thing down to the colors on my wall that I am creating in this matrix that we are in is 100% coming from me. It is coming from me. I am co-creating this with my God every moment of every day. Therefore, every relationship I've chosen, yep. every partner, every pain, every trauma, it was my choice, my choice. Now, I'm not taking responsibility for their part. I no. want to be clear. No, but I signed up on the they dotted to, line yeah, for it. Yeah, they got to figure that part out. So I want to be clear. This is not to negate anyone's experience by yep. any means. It is a very real and valid experience. However, if you could bring it and really look at it from a different pair of eyes and own your part in it and what the healing was because I'll tell you, if that's not happening, this is why we say we recreate the same stories with different faces, people, businesses. Yes. I am done with that. Like I'm done. so done with that. I I have lived it. Relationships is where it showed up a lot for me in my life. I am so done with mothering the men in my life. I am so done. I am so done. Like I want a man to come in and literally be like, honey, here's my sperm. Here's my seed. Multiply this. You and I together, what's your vision? What's mine? Because that's that's what we do. The feminine takes that and we amplify Fine. it. We Everything. will turn that masculine that he brings when he is balanced and what we create together. Oh my gosh, the tallest oak tree, the most beautiful babies, because that's what we're here to do. And it takes both of us, but it takes me leaning back. It takes mm. me leaning back. Can I lean back and get vulnerable with my ego? And let my man be a man and let him feel me as a woman. Powerful. I will roar when I need to. You better believe that lioness when she needs to protect and roar. Right. This is not about denying our voice. It's about being so confident, comfortable and vulnerable with relinquishing control and feeling safe that I'm actually more powerful than I have ever been before in that divine feminine. I was just, oh, Lindy and I were just talking about this of like, I'm the quietest I've ever been, but I'm the most certain I've ever been. So it's like, I used to think I had to be so loud and so visual and so seen. And now I'm like, I'm enjoying leaning back so much and just receiving and consuming from the right people. And just like, yes, speaking up when I have to, but when I do, I am certain. And I'm like, I, it's almost like I have to speak less because I'm so certain when I do speak. It's not just noise. It's not just doing, it's not just proving, it's not just, it is, I am just being. And when I do open my mouth, it matters because I am so certain mm -hmm. in what I believe in and how I feel. And I'm so connected to myself. I know how I feel, but I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, cause I, I know someone's listening to this and they got really logical in this moment. This sounds beautiful. And as someone who's in the middle of it, of leaning back, Y'all, I cannot explain to you how beautiful this is. It is something I did not know I needed. But I feel like so many women are so high on that ladder. Like, I just imagine climbing all the way up this ladder and being at the top and someone being like, get down and being like, no, I'd rather get on the roof because it's too far. I can't come down now. And the idea of, and this may just cause for further explanation, the idea of, Leaning back now 
I'm going to knock down everything I built. Mm-hmm. It's going to all fall apart. You want me to submit to a mission that is not mine. Like, I'm going to lose everything I have doing that. Mm-hmm. What is that? What would you ask for women to consider or understand who feel like this idea is cute? But what does it really look like? But what does it really look like? Yeah. Because I'm too far up the tree now. I'm surviving on my own. Mm -hmm. And I might know I don't want it. I don't like being up here alone. Mm -hmm. I don't like doing all the things. But getting down seems like a life change I may not be ready for. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally, totally hear that. And I'll start with me because that's kind of where I am in my life. And so I am at the top of that ladder Mm -hmm. right now. And I have never craved relinquishing control more than I do at this moment. So I'll tell you what it would look like, because I think we have this concept in our minds that it means giving it up. I am not giving up my abundance. You want to know something? I'm about to make more room for so much more. Mm. It is about how I am extending my energy. So when I am overextended, my masculine is like, and overdrive. Up, up, up. It's rough. It's not connected. I'm not connected to my heart. I'm just like, you know, rushing, doing, like figuring out. I'm just so in my head and cerebral that the creative force is not even getting that room to allow what's sitting right in front of my face and knocking at me to open the door and receive. So when you say, what would it look like? Literally, it could be something as simple as this. I'm going to stay at the top of that ladder. I'm not coming down. I didn't say come down off your ladder. I'm staying right there. (laughs) I'm not giving up this in the ways that we may think we need to, because it's, it's, we can have both. We can have both. And actually we can have more. And by the more, I'm not talking just money. I'm talking like that true sense of connectedness with self, knowing, really knowing who I am so that I'm not overextending my energy. So it might look like this, delegating more. Let me step out of the masculine. I'm going to delegate more. Mm -hmm. I'm going to move into trust more and maybe take an extra day off. Mm -hmm. And within that day, regain my creative force, my life force, move into some of the things that can help me get into receiving mode and watch everything multiply. It's not about coming off the ladder. It's how do you step into that role of that female in a different way, in the rest, in the allowing, in the, if I'm overextended, I'm passing it up. I trust I'm going to relinquish that control to the people that I know can take over and manage it for me. I'm not getting off that ladder, not just yet. And if I get off that one, you better believe I'm already up on another one. one. (laughs) Because I'm going to own that part of me, man. I am a freaking like I tell people and I own this about myself and not from ego but from a place of absolute joy I am a master manifester like master Mm. master and you want to know what I've come to learn through the relationships in my life because this is what those men taught me when I started to lean back lean back and really trust trust and let go of the control that always wanted me to think number one I knew how to do it right I knew it better than him I needed to not only tell him how to do but i needed to tell him his mother his brother and his everybody else y'all better listen to this because this is you right now (laughs) this is all of us right now i need to tell you how you could be better i Mm -hmm. need to tell you how to do it right i need to fix you and i was just running i was just running i was running so deeply from myself because 
I wanted to love him. I, all the love, all the creative things I had going on, I just wanted to give it to him. It was all about mm. him. And where was I in that? And then I would blame him for not being able to reciprocate it. Are you kidding me? I mean, I don't blame him. If someone came to me and said, here's everything, do you want it? And it's beautiful. Yeah, I want it. Right. It wasn't his fault. But I had to catch myself because I was overextended, burnt out. Physical things were showing up because this is how you start to get the messages, right? Mm. You can have all the money coming, but I guarantee you, if you're not looking at those mirrors, it's going to show up in your body. It's going to show up somewhere. I have so many high-functioning men and women that I work with in business, millionaires, billionaires now, that are like making all the money and they're ill. And they're mm. ill. And they don't want to hear some of what I'm talking about because it's too woo-woo, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you talking? Like, we don't sit in the boardroom and talk about this. Like, nobody's right. talking about this. Like, this is, what are you talking about? It doesn't, I can't feel it. I can't touch it. I can't see it. I don't need it. I'm successful. Right. Well, how do you define that success? Are you happy when you lay in bed at night with your wife? Like, are you really, truly connected to her, to yourself? How do you feel when you're making love to your partner? Mm. I mean, is it like quick is it a job? and done? Yeah. And like, all right, good. We got that one in for the week. Or are you like, <laughs> oh my, I feel alive. Like I am alive. I feel like me. I feel me. I feel you. I love you. I'm connected to you. And how does that amplify what we're going to create together? Like we've lost that. We've lost that between us because we're not doing it with ourselves. We are doing too much. Everybody, we're doing too much. So the feminine isn't about relinquishing the success. It's about containing the energy that needs to stay here. Mm. Containing this. Let me tell you, this planet, Mother Earth, she will get rid of us so fast <laughs> if we abuse yeah. that re reciprocity. Yeah. Yet as women, we're like, oh, we'll take, we're going to give it all. We're going to take care of it all. We're going to fix you and everyone else. No. The earth goes, here it is. It is there for you. You are free to use it. But when you abuse it, you're going to be cut off so fast. Not because she's a punishing woman, but because she knows. She knows who she is and what she gives and that we need to give that back in honoring of her. And that's what I want as a woman. <laughs> so before we, because I, I really want to talk about life force and creative energy. But before we get into that, I, I kept hearing in my soul that women are like, okay, lean back. But there's this, because a woman that is incredible and hyper-independent and what we, what we now consider the modern woman, that sounds beautiful, but there's immediate, it's immediately followed by the fear of being taken advantage of. If I lean back, I give someone space to take and they could take advantage. And I don't know whether that's tied to our trauma or the way that we work in business, because the way that women work in business, we have learned we have to be as masculine or be the shark in business with both, both men and women. But I hear women feeling like leaning back feels like I make myself too vulnerable to be taken advantage of. And you're right. That is exactly what it is. It's about, that is a part of the healing, getting more vulnerable with ourselves because what you're saying is true. It's got to happen in order to lean back. We've we have to somehow agree to crack open this, these walls that we've built. It has to happen. It's part, of the, it's part of that process. I have to own that I may get hurt. I may. 
I may, I may get hurt. Someone may come along and take advantage of me. But when I'm operating from that place of awareness and I'm doing the healing that ties in to the walls that I have built, I'm going to attract something very different. I'm going to attract something very different. And there's a learning curve here. Like I haven't been in a relationship for about a year and a half, not dating by my own volition. And it has been the most beautiful thing to experience. So if someone comes along and they still bring up the triggers and the trauma and they do take it back, okay, then you just kind of had to learn that piece. Move through it quickly because now you are aware. It's about being present enough to know where you are and what you desire and leaving that room for it. There is nothing wrong with that vulnerability, but you have to look at what's getting in the way. I don't, for me personally, I'm just going to say it like this. I don't know how I could have a deeply connected relationship full of reciprocity with a partner if I am not in my vulnerable place and him as well. So that is going to take, that is where the healing lies. That is where the healing lies. Before we, again, cause I'm so hung up on this life force energy, but I'm, I'm feeling women hearing you and I'm like, but what does that look like? Like, how do we, cause I, I know the energy and this change and the click it takes to to show up in the world powerfully on that level, on that, that plane of success, on that level of showing up in business, on um, that you can't shake me, the way of standing in your power. Vulnerability becomes something that we start to look at when we're in that realm as um, not only weakness, but like a place where somebody can just attack us. It's a place for attack. It is when we, when we scale or skim the, the success of our life, we go vulnerability got me nowhere on this journey. And so I'm, I'm feeling for those women that don't understand what that looks like mm -hmm. and are thinking, okay, but how? Because I haven't accessed that in a long time. I haven't found that beneficial in a long time. I haven't, I don't even know how to get back there because that feels like my weakest space. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And I hear that. And I do. And I, I, again, personally, I've had many walls and we're meant to have those. And if you have them, you better believe you've needed them and trust. Needed them. Yep. You've And trust fully why they're there. Again, I will pose the question to you when you really look at your life and how you feel when you're sitting in your room alone with yourself, how truly fulfilled are you? Like how fulfilled are you? And I get it. That vulnerability, it's scary. It's, it's scary because it's equated with pain, with hurt, mm. with all the things that, you know, you have said, like, I got to protect myself from. So how do we break that down? The best way I can say it is as you look at those mirrors in whatever ways resonate with you, and they don't always have to be very traumatic ways, meaning I have found a lot of joyful ways mm -hmm. to get into my vulnerable and to break down some of those walls like of control, of like ego. I mean, just tremendous ego and fear around if I give my my heart away to this man in a particular form, like, am I safe? Am I safe? The thing is, again, going back to how we create the very same things that we are running from, 
that we are afraid of, that we are unwilling to open the door to look at, we will recreate over and And over over and and over over again. So there is no easy answer to this, except you're going to decide, is the pain and trauma from not looking at that or getting more vulnerable with myself and others, is it, can I live with that? Or what I'm creating is there, where's, where's there more pain? Like, where's there more pain? Mm -hmm. If the pain in my life outweighs me wanting to get vulnerable and crack, you better believe I'm going to, I'm going to go in and look. And that's what it got to the pain in my life. I was like, no more enough. Yeah. No more. And the thing is right now where we are, that's what's happening to everyone Mm. on this planet right now. You have a choice. Don't get me wrong. We always have a choice. Right. But the momentum for heart connectedness right now, it's so grand that like you're accelerating your stuff like to infinite heights. So I almost feel like there's no more running. And I get it. I get what you're asking me. And that's why there's no easy answer to that. You will decide when the pain from what you keep recreating outweighs the the chance of you getting vulnerable, you're going to make up your mind because when that pain is you, you're lying on your bathroom floor, crying, bawling, screaming again, you're eventually going to be like, okay, I need to move this. I need to look at this because I will not choose this life anymore. I will not choose this abuse anymore. I will not go to a job that makes my skin crawl every time I walk in the door. I will not abuse my children because I was abused. Like you are, something is going to hit you, but you will decide when it's big enough. I can't decide that for you. And that is, there's no easy, easy answer in this one. It is a choice and you will know because something will be loud to the point where you cannot live with it anymore. I'm just so in awe because I feel like that is the resounding example I'm getting from so many people is that they are just at a place and it's not like things are falling apart, but they're at a place of a pivot where it is inevitable. Like they have to make a choice. They can no longer live. Or I'm talking to people that are just now coming on the other side of that. And they're like, everything is different. Everything is different. Nothing is the same anymore. And it was like, I knew it was coming, but it just got to a place in the universe where like, I could not hold on anymore. It was like life required, life required of me to just let it go. I couldn't control it anymore. It couldn't be what I thought I wanted it to be because it was supposed to be something else and it was no longer in my hands. And I feel like you, like that is what I'm hearing from everyone. And I have felt that like my personal life is, com- I am completely different from who I was a year ago. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I always joke. I'm like, I knew better, but I didn't feel better. And God was like, you ain't got enough courage to do this. So I'm gonna do it for you. <laughs> like He was like, I got it move out the way. And then you just flow with me, just figure, just flow with this. And the way that it has changed, I'm like, this is inevitable for all of us. And it's painful. Painful. And I want to like really share this, like this isn't fluff and, you know, marshmallows in the cloud. Like this is painful, this growth and letting go and self like, like, like feeling and really owning my authenticity in like as much as I can, because it's always evolving. It is painful. Like that cracking, it feels like I am losing everything that I knew as my identity. 
like I'm crumbling. Like, who am I? Like, what do I believe? What do I know? Who do I want in my life? Who do I want to get rid of? Like, do my I love you? My identity is being ripped away from me. Absolutely. I don't even know who I am anymore. Absolutely. It is painful. But again, what I was recreating was more painful. More painful. It really. And so I was willing to like, I'm doing this. And there's no turning back because when you get a glimpse of that and feel that in like when I, you know, you feel that in your body, like when that heart cracks and that vulnerability is there and like you see like someone show up and just want to like pour in. And I'm like, I received that and I'm like, whoa, what is this? This is what it feels. Yes. Like, seriously, I want more. I want more. <laughs> like, give me more. That's my more. I'm like, I'm naked and unashamed <laughs> and you still want me like this? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. over. Yeah. Like, that's a different kind of vulnerability and love. It's wild. Like, it is. I just remember this pastor using this phrase with me, like, until you can love naked and unashamed. Until you can love naked and unashamed. Mm. And, like, there was, like, the surface level version of that. But now I'm like, baby, I'm naked. I'm naked. Like, it yeah. is. This is the this is the truest version of me. And there's more to come. Oh, yeah. But this is the truest version of me I have ever walked in. And I have lived some of the darkest places that I never thought I would go. I have seen versions of myself that I have said on this podcast I absolutely hate, hated. I was like, it was so painful to watch myself recreate the cycles that I remember sitting in places and like, I was like, I hate this version of me right now, yeah. but I can't let her go. Mm -hmm. Like I cannot let her go. And then finally getting to the place where I'm like, released all of this and now i'm just in this recreation phase mm -hmm. of like i can be and love and do whatever is true to me and i'm like whoa i can't believe i was so stuck to that <laughs> and it'll cycle like just be aware and this is why i tell people like really own all the parts because this is the earth game. You get to one level and you better believe there's another level. <laughs> you're going to level up because your intention is so strong. Like before we came here, we literally said somewhere where there's just all love and happiness. Right. We were like, you know, I'm going to choose you, Jess. And when we come here, you're going to cheat on me. You're going to hurt me. You're going to lie. You're going to betray me. And we make these agreements and we pick the people in our stories. This is our movie. And literally to play the roles so that our soul can accelerate its healing. And that's why for me, there is no blame. There is no blame. There is no blame because this is my story and I get to change it. That's the beautiful thing. If I created it and I agree, well, I'm going to change it to my liking, to the way that I desire. But that can't happen if I'm not, if I'm not in here. Like I got to be in here. I can't be all around and listening to everything around me. Silence, alone time, rest, stillness, stillness, completely laughing, mm. laughing. You know, we just did that event last week and I really wanted to mirror that healing can be fun. Yeah, it can be fun. Yeah, we, we need moments. Oh, yeah, we need moments to scream and kick and cry and move it out. But, you know, we can get equally and even more sometimes with laughing. So we did some things like that and people were like, oh my gosh, like, is this for real? And <laughs> they were emptying as much as if they were screaming and crying. Yes. You know, so it doesn't always have to be so tied into like the fear, the fear of what would it look like for me to crack those walls? 
pick something that feels good. Right. If that's how you work, then pick something that feels good. I did yoga this morning. I do a type of yoga where I do nothing. I lay down. Like, there's no movement. <laughs> it's literally like lay down. You lie down the whole time. Not you're not doing yoga and not being productive. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? All the other times I'm meditating and doing, I can't shut the mind down. When I do this particular yoga, it's called yoga nidra. You literally lie down the whole time and my mind is quiet. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm doing, I'm not moving one part of my body. So much healing. And that's what I'm saying. It's just about you exploring what are the things that the can tools? create that for you. And that's part of, you know, your journey. When I yeah. say you are the people, you know, it has to feel good. Pick things that feel good, that fill your battery, your charge, like fill you up instead of another relationship, another sexual experience. You know, like I tell women, we just did the event and it came up at the end, like we dumped so much. We were so empty in the most beautiful ways. And I kind of gave them the invitation to not share their bodies yet with their partners and for the men too. And everyone could not understand, like, what are you? I can't wait to get home. And like, I feel Jump so on my good. Partner. I feel yeah, amazing. I feel so good. I just want to give this and share it. And, and I was like, well, what might it feel like to hold on to it? What might it feel like to hold on to all your yummy, all the things that you just gave? We still always want to give it away. And especially as women and nurturers, hold on to your energy. Hold mm. on to your energy. We're talking about this is the life force. Yes. This is the energy. And I just chatted with Ludmiwa about creating this energy for yourself and then channeling this in creative ways as a woman. Like, can you kind of just explain, you told me an amazing story about us, you getting confused <laughs> around sexual partners and how many times we choose to deplete that energy when that life force comes up. Because we think we're supposed to like give it or share it or validate it in some way through a sexual experience. Can you kind of explain that for a moment? Um, so the best way I can say it is as we are getting more connected to self mm -hmm. and cracking those spaces and regaining what we have been kind of um, split with or yeah, fragmented with. with. Yep. And now that's coming and becoming more integrated and we're more full. There is no difference between that life force and sexual energy. They are one and the same. And in Tantra, for example, um, you know, people feel like Tantra is all about just sex. sex. It's not. It really is about self yep. connection. You know, I have learned that you can not only bring that energy up and hold it, it can be stored, like literally yes. stored in parts of the body. For creation, for manifesting, for healing, if I have a headache or a tummy ache, like literally that energy can be brought up and contained and stored within my own body for what I need. So there is no difference between the two. But what happens is as soon as we start to feel a little good and a little, you know, alive, right? It's the aliveness. We want to share it and dissipate it because yep. that's the conditioning. That's the programming. And now it's like teaching how to hold on. Like how, how would it be? If you actually had a sexual experience and didn't have an orgasm and you held on to that energy, there's a lot of power in that in terms of self-communication and healing and wisdom and creative force. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of things that can be learned there. And this is what a, the Eastern traditions teach a lot of. And in my time, I've spent practices on and so many couples 
you know, like when we talk about connecting and sex seems to be the thing like that it's about like, when is the last time you sat and stared in your partner's eyes for mm. 10 minutes? When is the last time you made time to just say, you know what, why, why don't you just speak and I'm just going to be quiet and listen until you feel you're done. Just do that. Like we have lost the ways of intimacy and what that connection really looks like. And it's become about sex and it's so unfulfilling, which is why what we see happening in the world right now is going on. It's not fulfilling at all. It's not at all. And we're taking on all of their stuff and they're dumping all of their stuff in here. And I, that's not working for me. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Like really, again, when we talk of holding on to your energy, your sacred spaces as a woman and as a man, like really, really value, value, value and honor that. And then look at what is attached to the parts of you that wants to give it away. What is what are those thought patterns saying and speaking to you? Because you will hear them if you ask and you listen. And they're telling you exactly why you want to share your body when you really, truly maybe are not ready or wanting to give it away. I remember reading in A Return to Love and I just was floored. She said, we, we our society has learned to self-manufacture depression through loveless sex. And then when you connect to... That is the easiest. Like I'm listening mm -hmm. to this and I'm like, listen to this. We have access to this life force, force energy. We get it. And I, and I'm, I'm smiling cause I can feel it. I know what it feels like. I've stood in normal moments and felt it like watched my friend experience something amazing. Like our best, our friend's engagement. I remember standing there and I'm like, I have this incredible energy over me right now where I feel like I've just I could share like an abundance of happiness with someone and we want to give it away and listening to this. And I'm like, imagine the fact that the easiest thing to do is to have a sexual experience. <laughs> like that is like the easiest thing for you to do. The most surface level thing you could do with that energy mm -hmm. is to dissipate it through a sexual experience. Mm -hmm. It's almost the most, it's not, but it is almost the most wasteful thing you could do with that energy. Like to imagine, like you said, to hold it, mm -hmm. to garner it, to use it, to channel it. Mm -hmm. because it is creative force. And so I don't judge it. Again, whatever your choice is, it will bring you to ultimately what your heart truly desires. It will always circle back because our intention is so clear in our soul. We're not running from that. We've already agreed to that. It's just a matter of how many times do you want to do the same thing over and over and over again? Like how many times do you want to do it? And that part is up to you. Totally, totally your choice, how you do it. And that's why I have no judgment in, in any of it because Sometimes I need to dabble a little bit more because that confusion it's still is there. beautiful. Yeah. And it's beautiful because it's helping me to still clarify, helping me to clarify. Like I haven't had alcohol in a year and a half and some other things in a year and a half. It's okay. <laughs> and I can tell you holding on to that has been amazing. And it wasn't a decision I made consciously. It was just every time I thought about giving it away, it didn't feel right. Yeah. And I kept listening to that. And I am watching what that is bringing me to. And again, I want to be clear. I don't sit here and say these stories because my life has been easy. Right. Women like me or men like who have these stories or have come to these um, realizations, we've lived it. We have drudged through it. I have laid on that bathroom floor. Right. I have been betrayed a hundred times. Like, Correct. I say this from a place of experience. And also knowing that I will not choose to be the victim of my life anymore. Mm. I am not a victim. Mm -mm. I am co-creating this with my God. And you better believe I will stand in it with powerful awareness 
and I will choose I will choose my heart to the best of my ability in every moment. Mm. <sighs> All right. So I just want to wrap with this. This has been amazing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a little off topic, but I sure. think we are all in, um, I, I just feel like society right now is just in this uproar of fear. It's constantly being stirred. It's constantly being recreated on the internet. It's everything is changing. It was COVID and now it's, um, it, it hurts to even say that word. And then it was, <laughs> and now it's, you know, the crisis of the dollar and, and the country, there's just so much stuff going on. Um, what would your advice be to people listening just to close when this brings on the onset of anxiety? Cause I, it even, I get caught Absolutely. up in it from time to time. I open my phone, I read a couple articles and I'm like, shit, how dare me think that life is going to be so easy because it's coming, like it's coming. And I just, I love the way that you look at the world and you have mentioned that this is inevitable. What would your advice be to people that experience anxiety from time to time or more, a lot from what's going on around us? So if I just go back to kind of where we started today and we spoke about the fact that there's more light coming on to this planet and however you want to put that in the context of with your own belief systems and container. Therefore, the shadows are roaring. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we're seeing. All of those things that ultimately, again, are not what we truly desire. They're being brought out into the light, the systems, the politics, the medical system, the money, all of it. And we have all agreed. We have all agreed to be here and participate. And I get it. And it can be very frightening because there's so much change and it's happening rapidly. This is the challenge of being here on this planet at this time. It is the time of all times. Like the earth has cycled and anyone who is like, you know, you want to be there for the grand finale and you're like, it's going to be this amazing fireworks show. And this is the the best artist they're going to be performing. And you're like, I want a ticket. I want a ticket. I want a ticket. That's what we all decided this time. We're like, we want a ticket for this I want to show. Be there. And it's a lot and it's scary. But this again is where you choose. We are all creating this together. Where do you want to sit? It is a choice. There is no magic. It is a choice. What side do I want to sit on? Do I choose God? Do I choose fear? Like it's a choice. You've got to like get in and really own your part in this, but from a powerful place. We can change it. If 5 billion people change the way we were thinking, what do you think would happen? Do you think the fearful patterns would happen if we chose to put it somewhere? We are the ones in control of this. Own your power and do it differently. Okay, feel the fear of what if the money goes down? What if there's no, and then what? And then what? Would you be okay? Am I safe? I'm safe. I'm safe. I got this. Do I feel like there's some things that need to fall away? Absolutely. Do I trust? I trust. Move yourself into a different place. I know it sounds airy-fairy, but it is as simple as that. You have a choice. You go fight or flight or you go, I got this. I am safe. I trust myself and I trust my God. Mm. I trust myself and I trust my God. It is our choice. And if enough of us get together and change our thinking, the story would be different tomorrow. And we could avoid all of that. We get to do it how we want. Choose where you want to be in your movie. I am done with the drama. I'm done with it. I'm done with the chaos. 
So I'm not naive. I'm not just sitting here and not taking care of myself, but I'm doing it from a place of power, inner power. And I know that I am safe. I am safe. Mm -hmm. I am safe. I am safe no matter what happens. And I truly believe that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Marie, this was so good. This was so good. Oh my God. I hope you guys got as much from this woman in an hour that I could just like eat up everything she gives me all the time. Thank you. Thank you for pouring into me. Thank you for pouring into them. And let them know where they can learn more about you. Probably stalk you after this because y'all, I get it. Um, and work with you. What what a next level looks like with you. Sure. So I don't do a lot of social media for my own reasons, um, but they can find me at anything that says Dr. Nyree, um, D-O-C-T-O-R spelled out my first name, Nyree, N-Y-R-E-E. -E. And um, yeah, just reach out in whatever ways you feel you may need to for the support, the deeper support, because I like to say I go down the rabbit hole. Literally. And keep it simple and keep it simple. And that's why sometimes my answers are like, it's not really what someone may want to hear, but it's what they need, because I want to be that mirror to you, because I see what the rest of the world is mirroring. Let me be that mirror that reminds you, you are the one capable of changing the story. Mm. So change it, make it what you want and whatever's in the way, let's 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 get in let's it. Move it yeah right. let's get in it i will hold your hand there are other people in our circles that will hold your hand we are going to move this and looking at our circles how they've changed and how we've all leveled up yes we're doing it was the pain worth it jess yes absolutely 100 percent. absolutely i'd in fact do it over again absolutely <laughs> and you may have to and that's okay that's okay and that's okay I read this in a book and I keep, I've been saying it every, I affirm this every day. Every person, good or bad in my life is a link in the chain of my good, mm -hmm. period, yeah. period. And I can smile and tell those people to be blessed because I feel that way truly now. And I did not for a very long time. And if it happens again, it is a chain in the link of good. I get it. Yeah. So my last thing I would say, because again, people come to me for the physical what I post to them, like you said, you mentioned that statement to yourself is, is holding on to your trauma, your wounds, your mother, your father, your ex-husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever, is it worth the cancer in your body? Oof. Is it worth watching your children be abused because you could not deal with your own? Uh, is holding all to, on to all of that worth what you are currently creating? Hell no. Hell no. Mm. So keep it simple and make a choice because whatever you choose will get you there because I believe in you and I trust that you know exactly what you need. And I'm just here to kind of help maneuver that. Mm. So thank you. Thank Dr. Nairi, thank, thank you. <laughs> First, I hope you took notes. I hope you enjoyed this because <laughs> this woman is incredible. She has done so much for me to heal me and help me connect to myself. And I know she can do the same. So I hope you guys got as much as you possibly could out of it, this. And I'm sending you all the love and I will catch you on the next episode of Rich in Real Life. Y'all, that is another episode of Rich in Real Life. If this episode filled you the way it filled me, 
tag me while you are listening at Jessica Hurley underscore so I can say hello, share this with a friend or someone in your network who you know is in need. And please don't forget to write a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening platform because it helps us continue to spread the message. And if you want more from me, Rich in Real Life, or any of the other conscious creators that we work with inside Epic Media Network, head over to epic.co for more. Until then, I will catch y'all next week on another episode of Rich in Real Life.